Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast, episode 100. Sonny Scottsdale AZ joined today, as always, co-host, the Emperor of Impact, Randy Angston. What's happening, guy? Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Episode 100, this is a, a milestone for, I guess, the podcast community. I guess this isn't achieved it's by many normal. podcasters, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be in the seat still. I know. Right? We're still, you guys are still listening. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hopefully, y'all are getting some uh, some great uh, value out of the yep. show. That's our, our only mission, help you win. We would really appreciate a nice review. You guys have been doing them. I've been reading them. I'm posting them. I really, we, I mean, we love that. So, yeah, keep doing that. If you if you don't mind, share this podcast with people. We're not really, we don't have any sponsors, so we're just kind of- Till the whiskey shows up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Bootstrapping this bad boy. A couple of announcements. Big, big workshop coming up April 23rd and 24th here. Chandler, Arizona, the the, the client lifecycle automation workshop. This is uh, workshop number two for us. We did a really good one on, I don't know, this is in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the repeat event. So you can check that out. What's the, what's the, uh, PF marketing solutions.com slash automation. That's right. Automation PF marketing solutions.com slash automation, uh, limited seats there. We did get a, uh, the thumbs up for the bigger room because mm-hmm. we were kind of packed like sardines in the other one. So we've got a bigger room over at the keep headquarters. Uh, so we can fit a few more people in. Don't wait guys. Um, last time we raised the rates quite a bit yeah. and, um, some people got shut out. So, Whatever the price is, is going to be the lowest one. So if yeah. you wait, it goes up. We do have a, a little bonus for you guys, three months of uh, the ProFit GPS when you sign up, okay, until supplies last. So go to that go to that website, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash automation. Um, and if it's available, you'll see it there. Uh, and join us. Join us for two days of just crushing your business. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I mean, obviously, coming out of the last one, we saw the impact. We're working with the gym owners now hearing the results of you know what's happened since then i know this next one's gonna be insane i mean it based upon what it took to get not what it took to get the people in there but the the people that were in the last room Mm -hmm. now with them their knowledge their excitement this this next one's gonna fill up quick it's gonna fill up quick and yeah you're talking about some of the results i mean yeah we were in our in our support call 150 percent increase in bookings yeah you know, and this is a guy who's been in business 10 years. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude. Three locations. Yeah, 150% increase in bookings, man. I, I can't believe it. And then we have other people um, didn't. So this was a really cool one. Somebody did a trial. They didn't sign up for anything. The automation took over, nurtured them back in. One of the final emails was just come back in for a free 14 days. They came back in and purchased a membership. Uh, that would have never happened if, yeah. if uh, the automation wasn't in place. So. Guys, this solves so many problems. Uh, two people signed up yesterday for the workshop, and I and I called them both, and the the response was like, "Man, this solves so many problems in my business that this is a no brainer." Two days with you, Tim, and learning this stuff, I just need to be there. 
And so he's he signed up yesterday, two of them. And that's it. It's it's a system that is going to change your business for the positive for as long as you decide to use it. I yep. mean, you know, you, you're going to build upon this. This is going to become part of the business and how it operates, the success, the wins, all of it. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. So. And before we even launched our last one, I I put the, I went out on record and I said this is going to be the best workshop we've ever done. Yep. And and yes, it is, and it's even going to be better the next one. It's going to be the same workshop, but we're going to do it again. So, uh, April twenty third, twenty fourth. Don't miss this one, guys. This is a game changer for your business. We want you there. So, all right. So we got a cool little uh, little episode today, episode one hundred. We, we were thinking like, well, what would make it special? What would be a cool one? We kind of had a lot of feedback on this one. Yeah, we asked, right? Yeah. Because, you know, in fact, to be honest with you guys, to, to full transparency, we've already recorded episode yeah. one. We already <laughs> yeah. recorded one. We already have things to tell you. No, we recorded 101. We yeah. just skipped yeah. 100 because we didn't feel like 101 was as good as what we wanted to do today. Exactly. So today we want to give you the story. We want, we talk, and you, and depending on when you've, we begin to listen to us, you don't, you know, you, don't, you probably don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. And we want to give you that. We want to give you the whole story of how how did we end up sitting here at this uh, badass pod- nice. podcast table in this badass studio, talking to you in your eardrums? How did we even get get here? So we're gonna take you back in a little little uh, <laughs> take it back in time. Take it back in time a little bit. So I just want to give you guys a story. This is all written in the book, guys. Um, TimLionsBook.com. Most of this is. I'll, I can elaborate a lot more on this show. Uh, but I'm going to give you the journey. How did we get here? So, so let's let's take it back. Many of you guys know that I went to college and played college football. And at that school, my mission was I wanted to be a civil engineer. Okay, so so going to school, I was, you know, that's the way my brain, that's the way your brain works, actually, too. Mm-hmm. Very, very, I was going to go to school to be an engineer. Yeah, very logic based. Um, and, and I went to the school. I actually got a scholarship to play there. So when I went there, I was like, I wanted to see the engineering program. Like, let's talk, let's talk the engineering. But they don't have one. They didn't have an engineering program <laughs> at the time. They had a uh, in the school of business. They had a construction management, and that was actually they're very well known. The University of Louisiana Monroe. They have a really good construction program. Uh, they were the second accredited one, I guess, behind Florida or whatever the Gators. And, you know, they became, you know, they're neck and neck on how many graduates get these massive jobs. And so I went and played ball there and I got a a, a great degree in the construction management world. And, and I had five offers right out of college. And, that, and again, today, that's not the norm. Yeah, nope. <laughs> I, there, there was a really cool um event in Dallas. And I got to tell the story too, because this, this is actually, this is actually really cool. Um, a cool event in Dallas where you would submit your resume and there would be like 50 construction companies and they would review all the resumes and then they would schedule you to go to their booth at specific times mm-hmm. and do interviews. Um, so this was in Dallas and it was not that far from where I was in Louisiana. So I drove over there and there was a, a, a girl that was a, a good friend of mine. She let me stay there with a couple of the other guys and uh, her friend uh, worked at a strip club. Oh, okay. She's like, hey, do you want to go to a strip club and see my friend's strip? Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And um, she goes, well, this this particular strip club is um, actually owned by some rock band. I don't know the name of it. Oh, I yeah. was like, really? What? I love heavy metal. You know me. I mean, listen to our intro, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, Michael in uh, Australia, uh, one of our past clients, yep. he, he sent me a DM the other day. He's like, man, I didn't know you love metal so much. And he was just blasting all these metal. <laughs> it's like, do you like this guy? All right. So anyways, we go to Dallas. She's like, hey, we're going to go see my friend perform i don't know dance dance, dance. Uh, but this place is a it's owned by a, a rock band i don't know the name i'll find out the name and uh it's like you bring your own beer in 
Mm-hmm. You don't even have to. Buy. So, so what do you mean? You you bring you bring your own alcohol into this bar? Yeah, yeah. You buy the ice though. The ice is like twenty bucks. Yeah, or like a corking fee, or yeah, it's yes. fun what you bring in. So yep. probably never been to one. Probably something <laughs> something to do with the uh, the liquor laws or yeah. something. Anyways, got the case of beer. A couple of the boys, my girlfriend was there. It was not my girlfriend, but a friend that was a girl. And we, she's like, "Hey, meet my friend." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Hey, so I was talking to the friend." Who was naked? <laughs> I was like, "Hey, in a strip club." <laughs> and she's sitting down next to us, and we're just talking like nothing's going on. But I'm like, "Look yeah. at her." Whatever. Anyways, I digress. And <laughs> I'm like, "Who's the rock band that owns this place?" She goes, "Oh, have you ever heard of Pantera?" I was like, uh, oh, <laughs> "What? <laughs> Pantera? Tim oh my god, this is Pantera's. Pantera's. You know, and for you guys that don't know me, like Pantera, it was my jam." Mm-hmm. In fact, in the locker rooms, uh, I would put Pantera on, and all the the brothers, all the black guys, and the I mean, they listen to the the gangster rap, and they threw I throw the Pantera in, and they're like, "Lions, man, this this is good." I see what you, this. you and they start you know they start head banging and stuff with me in the in the, in the locker room and stuff, and so that was my you know my pump up songs, you know, and we still listen to it before the podcast every once in a while. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, it it's not possible for us to put that in the intro without a very hefty sponsor so oh that's right when we, we were st- we, we were looking to make walk yeah pantera walk yeah. was going to be our entrance uh, or our intro song and i called <laughs> we, time warner yeah, time talk- warner and i talked to the executive at time warner asked them if we could use yeah, pantera what it would take. and they gave us a quote and mm-hmm. they had to get it approved by the, the band. band and it was like twelve hundred dollars an episode was, i thought it was it was like two well, it was something like that. It was yeah. It was going to be a hundred thousand dollars for us to to use their song in the first year that, through a hundred episodes, and and it would expire. Yeah, and you had to renew it. <laughs> so we went some royalty free intro music. Close, <laughs> but Pantera. so I'm in I'm in this club. I'm like, dude, is anybody from Pantera here? Yes, there is. Vinnie <laughs> Paul, Vinnie Paul, the drummer, was in the booth with the girls. <laughs> I was like, I've got to go and talk to Vinnie Paul. Right, Vinny Paul. Absolutely, Vinny Paul's the drummer for Pantera, who actually passed he away passed, a couple of years yeah. ago. And his brother was Dimebag Daryl, which was the legendary guitar, uh, guitar player for the band. And he got actually assassinated on stage at an event. Somebody shot Dimebag Daryl, uh, the guitar player, because they said that Dimebag Daryl was the reason the band the broke. band broke up. So, anyways, and we're going. You know, just <laughs> this listen, is the story. <laughs> listen, listen along. Listen along. I, this, okay, so I, I'm going. I go into the booth. And he's like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey, man, big fan. I love you know. Just want to introduce myself." He's like, "Have a seat, boy." You know, and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> I'm drinking with Vinnie Paul and a couple of the girls, and we're just having a good old time. And he bought me some beers or whatever. And um, this this kind of raggedy looking group comes up to the to the table and they're like hey you know you know it was it was i guess i don't know any of the old timers know who leif garrett was he was like this oh yeah he was like the justin bieber of like the 70s and 80s it was him i don't know who he is (laughs) he introduced himself to me and vinnie paul and they sat down with us and i'm in the middle of this like you know out of of your normal (laughs) here i'm a i'm a 21 year old you know college kid or whatever Mm -hmm. and hanging out with these bands Crazy story. Met the guys. I exited that gracefully, let them hang out. And I went back and, you know, we ended the night. We went home and whatever. And I did my interviews. Um, I ended up getting like four or five job, yeah, five job offers out of that one event. Literally the next weekend back in Monroe, Louisiana, 
we're going to a bar there. As you do when you're in college, you go to bars. <laughs> yeah. And Leif Garrett was playing with his band at, it was called the, the Blue Monkey. It was the name <laughs> of the bar in Louisiana. And I didn't know, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't know Leif Garrett was the guy I just met the weekend before in Dallas at the strip club with Dimebag sure. or with uh, Vinnie Paul. And um, I see him, he sees me, he's on the mic, he goes, that's uh, Pantera's uh, security right there. <laughs> and so we ended up partying with those guys all night and uh, hung out with them. Anyways, um, this is where the story takes a weird turn. If that's not weird enough, I ended up taking the job that I got the offer to take me out to California, Newport Beach, California. You, we go oh, there. Oh, yes. We go there every summer. The noops. And um, I'm dating a girl out there. Her name was Brandy. And I'm like, we went. there's this hard rock cafe out there in uh, Fashion Island. And I, don't, I doubt it's still there. But we're eating dinner, and there's a band setting up. And I asked the waitress, "Who's who's playing tonight?" Uh, some guy named Leif Garrett. Well, <laughs> you you got to be, be kidding. you got to be shitting me, Leif Garrett. I know that guy. And Brand Brandy, the girl I was dating at the time, she's like, "You know him?" I was like, "Yeah, you know." Yeah, we go way uh, back. This you is how know. I do it. You don't know. <laughs> so I find Leif Garrett, and he's like, "Dude, you're drinking on me all night, brother." You know, like it was like a it was a shit show. <laughs> but I'm in Louisiana. I'm working construction. Okay. And at the time, this this has to be oh four three four five uh, in, in Newport Beach. So we're on the uptick of the housing market. That you know, there's still some houses affordable, but when you know, I was in construction, I was building homes, and you know, you would see the market going up. Like so, we would do phases out there, and so maybe it would be six hundred thousand dollars a house phase one. But by the time phase two was done, that first house was seven hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. So investors are jumping into these projects like crazy, and they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars in a matter of months. And I'm like, I'm getting priced out of this market. I can't live here anymore. So, Aaron, who's yeah my wife now, she, I had a conversation with her. I was like, Hey, I need it. We need to buy something, but we can't buy it here. Let's buy it in Arizona. So. I, got, I borrowed money from her mm -hmm. and I put money down on a house in Arizona. Uh, literally, I was an investor. So I wasn't ever planning on moving in on it, in on it but I needed to make some money. So we, we bought the home. By the time it closed, it had made, it was like another 50 or $60,000. And I ended up selling it to a friend of mine like a double closing. So at the closing, mm -hmm. I closed on it, the loan, and then I handed, turned around and, it, some paperwork and to I closed else. it on a double <laughs> yeah. close. So I ended up getting it like a $50,000 check. I was like, oh my God, this is so easy. <laughs> yeah. I just made $50,000. Uh, one thing to note, guys, if you're listening to story, this, this is like the risks you take as an entrepreneur. You see an opportunity and you do it. So I didn't have money. I got it from Aaron, put it on the house, made the 50 grand. I gave her the 10 grand back or 15 that she gave me. We split the profits. You know, and then I paid off all of my debt. I bought her a ring. We got married. We moved to Arizona after that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're, I'm out in this little podunk town working construction in a place called Maricopa. And in Maricopa, there's nothing going on, and, but there's one gym there. There's a gym, uh, never heard of it, called Anytime Fitness. I'd never heard of it. Okay. And this has to be 06 by now. So we're now in 06. And I get to I get to working out because obviously being in, in who I am, this is our part of our lifestyle. Sure. We'll go and work out. So I find the one gym that's in my town. It's twenty four hour fit or um, anytime fitness. Can go in at twenty four hours a day. Went in there and started getting to to understand the lay of the business. And I met the owner, a guy named Brian Mullins. Brian, if you're listening, man, thank you for for showing me the ropes because he he would take me in his office and show me kind of what's going on in the gym. And I was like, man, this is pretty simple, Brian. You're never here. 
Right. He's actually a police officer. He's like, hey, man, you know, this is this is great. He had fifteen hundred members paying like forty nine bucks a month and no training, nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was just basically the old anytime fitness model, which was, you know, rent the equipment. Yeah. It was a convenience model. Yeah. And I would go in and lift all the time. Uh, Long story short, I get to know the business really well. I'm like, man, anybody can do this, dude. Anybody can do this. So. I start looking at Anytime Fitness as as going to be like, that's what I'm going to yeah. do. I'm going to open an Anytime Fitness, man. This is amazing. I'm still working construction. Ended up changing companies and, and working these massive, like big commercial projects. So I was like, getting out of housing. I went into a commercial, um, which was cool. Uh, and I I ended up going and finding a book. So my dad, you know, Tim yep. Sr., oh, yeah. he's like, you got to go find books and read about owning a business. So I found a book by Thomas Plummer. Okay. I think it was Making Money in the Fitness Business, or I think. It's one of his first green cover. I don't remember the name of it. And I read the book and I hear that Thomas is going to be at uh, an URSA convention in San Diego. So me and my dad drive out. We go and meet mm-hmm. Thomas. And I'm serious at this point. I'm ready to open a gym. And um, I hire Thomas, his company, to be my consultant. And he gave me a guy named Roger Sargent. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say his name, but Roger was my consultant. So I hired him for a fee. And Roger flew out from, I think it was from the East Coast, and we went looking for locations, and we did some demographic data research. And all of a sudden, we found two locations, ended up settling on one of them. Mm -hmm. I had already reached out to Anytime Fitness, and at the time, um, there was an investment group that owned the territory rights in Arizona. And I said, I really want to open up Anytime Fitness. Like, how do we do this? What's the process? You know, how much money does it take? And all this stuff, very green. Uh, sorry, Tim, we can't let you open at any time fitness because the there's an investment group that all the rights of the, the entire state go to these guys. So unfortunately, damn sorry. it, Mike. No, <laughs> <laughs> my golf guy. No, it wasn't no. Mike. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. Mike. It was, Could you a, imagine? It was, it was another group. So I said, you know what? I'm still going to open a gym anyway, and I'm just going to open Pulse Fitness. Uh, and by the way, when you name your business for the first time, you lay out 50 names and you go to your friends and family. And which, <laughs> no, no, you ask them, like, which one resonates with you the most? And we settled in on Pulse, and I got the logo made, and I got the website made, and we signed our lease for, I think, a five-year or six-year deal in mm-hmm. the first location. And Pulse Fitness was starting to get built. And because I was in construction, I had all the connections. I had all the contractors at my disposal. I had the architect at my disposal. Anybody I want, everything was half price, you know, sure. for me. Yeah. You know, so I was building this thing. And um, uh, a step back from, from that, I actually had to make a business plan. I was like, mm-hmm. how am I going to get money to build this thing? Uh, yeah. How do people, so, where do you find investors? I, le- I lean on my dad. I'm like, dad, what's the process on you getting, you know, how do you open a business? He owned a business at the mm-hmm. time. And um, he's like, you need to go and go to the bank and apply for a, you know, a loan. But you need to have a business plan. So I, you know, I, I struggled over doing a business plan for weeks. I, I, I would go to Brian and meet with him and like, you know, try to understand the numbers and everything. And I created one day, um, I remember I was just just decided to go to a Starbucks and in a Starbucks I shut I had my headphones on and I literally did the entire business plan in four hours at like with a giant coffee and just (laughs) you never see like those uh those and like those movies where the person's standing still and everything's moving around him real fast but yeah it's like limitless no you know what it's like is um 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the scene you're talking about. Uh, at the casino. The hangover. The hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all the numbers are going yeah. off. And, uh, what's, when, he's, he's, when uh, what's his exactly. name? He's like having his Rain Man moment, right? Yeah. yeah. He's counting the cars. All the numbers are happening. And I'm doing yeah. that. And I'm just pounding <laughs> you're, you're the You're in the key. flow state, right? He was in the flow. Yeah. In four hours from start to finish, had the entire business plan. I set a meeting with, with the bank. I put a suit and tie on. I walked in. They said, yeah, we can give you 15 minutes. Well, you know, just tell us what you know what you sure. what your business is all about. So I had a fifteen minute meeting. I went in there with Aaron, and in two and a half hours later, we walked out with a loan. Boom! We got we got funded for this project for for the first gym, and it was awesome. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm a stud here. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I had no clue. Sure. I had no clue what what was on that business plan. It, it is nothing like what it is today. Absolutely nothing. But that's why the story is important. Sure. I got the loan. I got, you know, we started building. I got the equipment. I used my consultant, Roger. He, we filled the whole place up full of equipment. You couldn't even move in this place. There was so much equipment. And we're, we're sitting in a 3,100 square foot uh, facility. We wanted it to be an anytime fitness. They said no. We turned, we did our own pulse fitness and it was going to be a gym that you used. And we had training there if you wanted it. And we mm -hmm. used independent trainers. So, I went to all like I was I guess I was connected back then. I don't I don't know these, I don't know these guys anymore. Yeah, the networking. But all the best trainers, the independent trainers in the area, I brought them into yeah. Pulse. You remember? I was there. Oh yeah. You remember them and they brought all their clientele with them, which was super cool. Like <clears throat> overnight, like but well, I won't, I'll I'll tell you that here in a second. Uh we we got the gym off the ground in about 2 weeks uh before the grand opening, I lost my job at yeah. a construction company. And this whole thing was I was going to be like Brian Mullins and have a job, and this thing was just going to run itself. And like, oh, yeah, rent the equipment. Yeah, it's turnkey cash, right? Turn, yeah, just print, <laughs> printing cash. That's, that was the goal. That was the goal. And, um, you know, I opened the business with no job, no money, and, I, you know, everything was on loans and credit cards, and I borrowed some from my parents. Um, I had to. I didn't have any. So... I opened the business and had no job, no income. So Aaron was was working at the bank with a, a different bank. She was she was providing for the family, right? Yeah. No kids back then. It was really simple. So we have this model where we're going to open this gym. We've got it's going to be a twenty four hour key access facility with training, but training was going to go through the independent trainers. And we got into the business. We opened the doors. Grand opening was um, August twenty six, two thousand nine. See the pictures. It's in some of our it's webinars. Hang, hanging in our office. Yeah, there, we got yeah. the pictures of the grand opening in here. And um, <laughs> One, it, for those of you flying in for the CLA, the photo is worth it. <laughs> Just come out for the, the build out. Yeah. Just check out the photo. And like, who is that guy? Yeah. Who's this baby faced <laughs> little guy up here? That was yeah. This is what this is what <laughs> this is what gym ownership does to you, right? <laughs> quickly ages you like the president right the president of the united states you ever do see those you see before and afters they're insane a lot of stress yeah stress, stress. Well, I'm, i imagine that there probably isn't a job in the world that carries i saw a comedian some of that level say of this once it was actually brian regan he's a i like brian regan he goes who in their right mind would want to be president of the united states exactly every morning you wake up somebody's like mr president mr president hey wake up Problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Problem. Half of the world's trying to kill you right now. Problem. How do you feel? Wake up. Problems. Like, so you wake up to problems every day. And that was the way the gym was. I'd wake up. I had no clue what was going to hit me that day. Uh, you know, the the good and the bad was I had all these independent trainers. We, were, we had like a $29, $39 membership. And that was about the time 
you joined the gym. Yeah, yeah, it was three months after you guys kicked kicked the doors open. Yeah, I, uh, and we and in. we scaled so fast. Within a couple months, we were close to three hundred members. Close to probably by the end of the yeah. eighteen months, we had about three hundred and fifty members in there, and it was you know a pretty rocking place. I mean, to be honest with you, it was always busy. It, it was, was always busy, but you know, at any twenty nine thirty nine dollar gym, you're gonna have people all the time mm -hmm. in there, and so. What was interesting was we had these five different independent trainers training their own their own clients completely differently, and like couldn't be further. So we had uh, I remember these guys. I had uh, Todd. Todd was doing CrossFitty stuff. Rob was a bodybuilding guy. Oh yeah. Um, Kathy was doing like um, band work with groups, like a lot of older clients, sixty seven year old clients doing bands. April was doing bikini model yep. stuff. Uh, James was in there doing the executives. He had all these really rich executives in there training one-on-one. -on -one. So there was all these one-on-one -on -one client coaches, except for Todd was doing groups and Kathy was Kathy, doing mm -hmm. groups. And I thought it was pretty cool because everybody was making money, but actually I wasn't making any money. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, all these people are in here, but these coaches were the ones making money, big money. And they were like bragging about the money. They would come into my office, man, 10 grand for this this client, just renew, baby, you know, get a new car, <laughs> get in the Hummer, you oh, know. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this guy is making all this money and I have all the risk. I'm here with the risk. My, I, had a, I had to do a personal guarantee at the time. Yep. You know, when you're opening your first business, you got to personally guarantee the lease, the loan, everything was on my name mm -hmm. and so if i went under they can go go after you personally go after mm -hmm. my house take yeah. my house away my car whatever my truck so you all come walking in and you were there training with i think your girlfriend at the time yeah. diana was, was there yeah. yeah diana was in there always training you guys were there probably as much as i was <laughs> i mean i would there wouldn't be a day i wouldn't see oh yeah Randy and i mean diana. that was that was beginning of like you know they kind of our friendship blossomed from yeah. there i mean we met each other through just to kind of like start that process i mean I'm, we met through mario mutual friend from uh one of yeah. those bar scenes long yeah. long 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 ago yeah but just you know another fitness guy got us in the mix uh introduced us and then yep. you kind of got on me like hey you gotta check out the place yeah we were, we were at another gym at the time and paying again probably the same yeah just near nothing yep um i could i can tell you that i paid 39 dollars a month for your memberships okay so because you would get billed <laughs> well i would get billed and then the funny thing is we would do trade work you know what i mean that's, that's right. kind of how we got into the mix of, of doing some of this stuff so i never knew you know was is this bill covered is this that one not like we just had a very yeah. you know open. casual yeah. open conversation so but i did know it was 39 dollars because if i didn't have something that i worked on asf was calling me <laughs> <laughs> trying to find, trying to find my membership. It was ABC money. or ABC back then? Yeah, it was ABC Financial. Yeah. So, so, so I met you, Randy, and really, yeah, I got to know you, and it was all about, you know, you did graphic design, mm -hmm. you did some some cool stuff. So I, every time I had a flyer or something, like, hey, can you build this thing? And you would just go and bang it mm -hmm. out, and like, here you go. But, but just to talk to that, a lot of the because it reminds me of the relationship that you had with Brian to to some degree. Like right. you would go into the office and just kind of shoot the shit, figure yep. out, you know, hear the lay of the land. That's how I came to know the inner workings of the, the fitness true. business right is you know diana and i at the time we bartended part-time we're you know we had some other income coming in but very time freedom-ish you know what i mean so our, our days we'd spend hours in the gym yeah and uh so i'd finish up and i'd come in you and i would shoot the shit and we'd talk about the business we'd talk about the changes that were happening uh -huh. the things that you, <laughs> i remember those days with the new cars rolling up and everybody else is like, wow. Because my money was going to those trainers too. Sure. Deanna was training with Rob at the time. Yep. And uh, 
you know, seeing how that all transpired was the beginning of you understanding, know, understanding yeah. the the dynamics of the gym, the uh, how you can kind of create your lay of the land, if you may, you know. And then nowadays, where we sit, obviously, we can get into that. But right, so you, yeah, so I, I was share, I would always share like the trials and triumphs mm-hmm. of, of what, what you was were working happening. on, what was working, what wasn't. Yeah, what the goals and, are type of thing. Yeah, and um, you know, and that was the early days. I, I was I bought Infusionsoft. And I was mm-hmm. learning that and the email marketing stuff. That was again oh nine. We're t- we're taking it way back two thousand nine. Where were you in two thousand nine, listeners? Where were you? In <laughs> That's this is what we were doing. We were in the office doing uh, Infusionsoft campaigns and uh, doing graphic designs for flyers, for direct mail, direct mail flyers, yeah. or even take it one step further. How about stacking boxes for the the post office? That's right, full of direct mailers. So, so that we can drop them off and so there was this big push for um the the post office was you know in shambles and losing money and they came up with this every door direct mail program and I jumped on board early because I can go and basically what I did was I I mapped all of our clients' addresses on a map and I looked at the neighborhoods they were in and then I overlaid the postal carrier routes and I went to the post office every door direct mail and we said okay we're going to hit this postal carrier route, this one, this one, this one, this one. We would just kind of flood the the neighborhoods of where our clients were with flyers that you designed. And then what we what you had to do at the time, you had to go to the post office, get those big bins mm-hmm. and these big rubber bands. And you had to print out basically the carrier route, all the information and how many you were sending. And then you had to bundle up these like packages. Then you had to go bring them to the post yeah, office. You basically had to bring it ready for them to go deliver, like to segment to the delivery guys yep. from there. Yep. Very, and I think they still do that, but we would <clears> do that. And we would like wait for the phone to ring and maybe like one person. Would or the, yeah, or somebody come in with a flyer type of thing. Yeah. Like, we were like, oh man, dude, we got one. <laughs> out, yeah. of the, out of the 10,000, we got one. Yes. <laughs> well, and I got to, you know, the business became to, to kind of a head, it was like, okay, I was very forward thinking. And I was like, you know what? The way we're scaling right now, we ain't going to make it. There's only this much money left in the bank. My lease or whatever is going to go to full price full, after yeah. this month because you get like some abatement early on. Like it was a six-month abatement. And like, okay, by month 10, we're out of money. We're out of money in month 10. And this is six months into the, you know, granted, brand new equipment, top of the line stuff. Pre-core, free motion, hammer strength, all that stuff. I don't know if we had hammer strength, but we had a lot of free motion stuff and pre-core or whatever. And, you know, I'm like, this isn't good. So I kept asking Aaron for extra sure. cash. We got to, hey, we got to, we got to cover, we got to cover the expenses. So she would, basically, she was working a job to pay to have the gym open. And, we and, were, and guys, a lot of you are in this situation today. This sure. is a very common situation even today. Yes. Yeah. So. You look as a business owner, you're always looking at the bank account. You're always looking at the bills coming up. You're always looking at the billing, like who your clients and when those drops and how much those drops, those deposits are going to be. And like, am I going to have enough money? So I was thinking, okay, man, we got about four months. If we don't change something, something's going to like hit hit the wall. So I went back to Thomas because I was doing calls. I'm like, hey, man, this is a situation we're in. He's like, man, you gotta you gotta meet this guy Rick Mayo, man. He's uh, he's doing some good things in Atlanta. You might you might just call him and just offer him to buy you know a couple days of his time. Just offer it. I don't know if he'll charge you, Tim, but you know, sure. offer it anyway. Just to you know, because he wasn't really doing consulting. He had his uh, North Point personal training, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, let's go. I'm gonna call him. So I call him. He we agree. 
uh, I'm going to fly out. I brought uh, Todd, and your Todd wife. Aaron, and myself, and we flew out there, and we basically opened up the doors to us to show us everything. He sat, I sat down with his uh, fitness director, Joe, and Todd would, would, would talk, and then me and Rick would walk around the gym. We went to lunch. We went to dinner, and I remember this very specifically. Uh, we went to dinner the first night, and I was like, hey, Rick, you know, here's our gym. This is what we're doing. Um, he's like, go ahead and take this napkin out. And we drew out like on the napkin. Everybody's like, Hey, the, the best business plans are always done on, on, on a napkin. This, this, this is actually <laughs> exactly what happened. And like, here's, here's what we got over in this corner. We got this, uh, this leg press and we got this, uh, fly machine and all these treadmills over here. And this is like a Smith machine over here and a hack squat over here. And this was, again, this was the consultant telling mm -hmm. me how to, how to build the space out. And plus I was loving it because i loved all that equipment. yeah it, it, it fit what we were trying to do yeah too. the bodybuilding yeah. right and so i draw it out for rick i'm like hey rick here's what we're doing um you know here's our numbers and all this stuff and he's like all right here's what i would do man um he took a, a red marker he, i don't know <laughs> i guess he knew because he had a red marker in his pocket i guess he knew <laughs> this was coming he pulls the red marker out and he starts crossing off all this brand new equipment again six months old six months old equipment he's, he's i'm like and we were left with the dual cable crossover crossover yeah. and another cable machine and some dumbbells that's it and he told me this he goes he goes he goes space is the best piece of equipment you can have in this model if you're looking to change this from a gym like a general access like say anytime fitness general access gym to a training gym you got to get rid of all this stuff i go i go the clients are going to leave he goes the clients will leave <laughs> yeah but but in order to get the better clients you need to get rid of these clients cuz these clients aren't going to buy your training correct they're not buying they're it They're not now. there for it, yeah. Yeah, they're there to just have convenience. And I said, okay, we got to make a change. Uh, obviously, and this is a conversation we have with a lot, a lot of our clients now. He goes, "What I'm they, like Jeff Laris, for example, he goes, if what I'm doing is not working. Yep. And he, ha and he had to like have the gusto to say, or not be so hard-headed to say, I'm going to, even though this isn't working, I'm going to make it work. Mm -hmm. He's like, this isn't working. I need to make a change. And so overnight, we decided we're going to change this whole model out overnight. We got rid of all this equipment. I sold it. I traded it. I put it in storage. Storage, I know. And we made this big presentation to the gym. We did letters. We did emails. We did you know everything we could to communicate the direction of the gym was changing. And it was like pitchforks. And like <laughs> they're like, you know, picketing out in front of my clients were pissed. Mm -hmm. This isn't what I sent out for. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is the business, and we're not going to make it. So it's either we change, or it's going to close. Or you anyway. don't have anywhere to train anyway. So it doesn't matter, yeah. right? I, you know, you get to those points where you just have to make the decision. And a lot of our clients that we work with today are stuck, right? Yeah, I think it's a lot of fear. You know, like you knew that everybody's leaving. Like, what do I? I can't start over again. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, you do yeah. because the path you're on is never going to be the path mm -hmm. you wanted it to be. Yep. You need to make that change. And so we gave everybody free month of, oh, and by the way, this is about the time I started hiring trainers. I, mm -hmm. I hired Sarah and Chris and these coaches. And so instead of signing people up and giving them to the independent trainers, I was signing them up and giving to my trainers. In-house trainers. In-house yep. trainers. And, our, and the independent trainers got upset. Naturally. Naturally. They, they weren't, I mean, they, they were high on the hog. They were getting fed. They were, yeah, yes. I would, I, was, <laughs> I would meet with somebody and then I would get with the coach. I'm like, hey, this coach would probably be the best fit for you. I would introduce them. And then they would go sell that, that, that client that I just signed up for them, $5,000, $10,000 packages. And then they were buying new cars. And I'm sitting here like, oh, I got the 39 You got $39 a month. 
Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. So that being said, obviously that was the stupidest thing I ever did early, but we made a change overnight. And I basically told all the independent trainers that I'm not feeding you anymore. I've got my own team and you can either leave or, you know, stay and market yourself. Mm hmm. And that's the way it should have been in the beginning. I just didn't know any better. And they got mad. A couple of them left early. And then a lot of them hung on for a mm -hmm. while. They're like, man, I'm making too much money here. Um, I got a great, great gig. I think they're paying me 500 bucks a month to be there. And they're making 20,000 a month. Right. That's basically what was happening. So why would they leave? And then eventually I just said, time's up. I've got, you guys got to get out of here by the end of next month. And, and basically I kicked everybody out, all the coaches, the independent coaches. And I had my team. Mm -hmm. So I had Todd, uh, who, oh, by the way, Todd was an independent trainer. Correct. And I hired him on to Bought my team. Yep. Yeah. And that was one of the best moves we did because he saw what I was doing. He wanted to come along for the ride. And he was a very veteran coach already. Uh, he was like, he, he was your first Zach in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that, he, he stepped up into a, a fitness director role, yep. you know, through, through the fact that you were able to bring him on board. He saw the bigger picture, not just the client in front of him for the one hour. Yeah. And Very, that's where that, that crossover started. Exactly. And I was, you know, and I brought him into the meetings with you and we had these, these great conversations. But think about all the massive changes all within the first year. Like, think about that, guys. I mean, there's, you know, you have this vision. It doesn't work. I sell. Basically, I still owed on that equipment for like three years. Mm -hmm. And it was sitting in storage or I sold it. Was it was already over. gone. Yeah. It was already gone. But I'm still making still those payments. It. Yep. yep. It's what you had to do. So. Uh, I brought Todd on board and that's when we flew to Atlanta and, and we did all this stuff together and we made this massive switch to a training gym versus a gym with training. So one thing to mention there too, though, you did have the only for the sake of conversation, you kept the ability to still train in the gym. But even then, this was your first time where you switched over to it's not a thirty nine dollar mm -hmm. show up whenever you want type of thing. It's ninety nine or ninety seven dollars. You can come and train on your own, but we're going to do the design we're going to do the programming for you. Right. And that's the beginning of where that kind of path started. Correct. So everybody coming through the door, the brand was controlling that experience at big that time. point. Yep. And so that was a big pivot. And we learned early, right? We mm -hmm. learned, we failed early and we, that's the other thing. Go fast so you can fail as quick as possible. Because most likely the thing you come out of the gate with isn't going to be the right thing. And it obviously wasn't for us. 
And you know, with Todd and myself and Sarah and Chris, we were we were doing damn good. So we we went to 350 members and we quickly went down to like 150 members, mm -hmm. just just with the change. And that's going to happen, right? But then we got. But back there's a hundred. That's it's. 150 training clients in house. Yes, that's the totally big difference. different. Can yeah, the and number we, and this. And we were making probably four or five times more per month than we were with even more clients. The business was the business correct. was, and so then we were doing boot camps, and those those grew huge. They got so big and so exciting, and we were outside in the parking lot. There was, you know, in that shopping center, there's there's a big McDonald's there now. Right in the but, corner, yeah. But it wasn't there then. Yep. And we were on that pad, and we were flipping tires, and we had all we had a blast. I mean, I was in there training with everybody. It was just a different time. And the energy was crazy, and the music. And we just, overnight, we transformed this thing. So we went from this one model to the model that we have today, basically in a matter of a month or two mm -hmm. and never looked back really the place grew so fast so big obviously what what we found out was this is what this market needs and wants they want somebody to coach them they don't want necessarily a gym they can go work out in on mm -hmm. their own if they want that they can go down to eos or yeah. at the time it was gold for 15 yep. bucks or 20 bucks so we, you know, and people would come in asking for that general access membership and I would send them there because I, I, I literally remember you like not, I don't want to say closing the door on people, but like explaining to them, like, that's if it. that's what you're looking for, totally get it. But that's not here. So that gym is right down the street. Take a right. You're going to end up on Ranger. Like yeah. literally like here, who does that nowadays? Like no, everybody would be like, no, that's, like, that's fine. Just, just give me some money. We'll yeah. figure out how the hell to make you happy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got horrible Yelp reviews and Google reviews and. Right. And so, so then, so this is where it gets really accelerated, right? So we're growing out of our space and I got to look for a new space. And this was, um, gosh, what year? Two, 2014. So we, we ran that model hard from 10 to 14, um, grew it out. And we were basically blowing the, you know, like we were literally blowing the doors off and the, the <laughs> restaurant closed next to us. And we were trying to take that space over, but they wouldn't let us cause that's a restaurant. And by the way, that restaurant's been five different restaurants since we left. It's still holding on right now, right? No, that, that they just switched from, Again? yeah, they've got a new one with a banner on it. Yeah. It's whatever. So they should have leased us mm -hmm. that space. They, they, Hindsight for them. We moved We moved into the current uh, facility. We went from 3,100 feet to 8,000 feet. I got to design it the way I wanted. Again, coming from the, the architectural construction background, I, I really designed this place functional the way I wanted it. If you walk into this gym, if you walk into Pulse Fitness, you're going to walk in and you're not going to understand that it's a gym because yeah. the gym's behind the walls. And it looks like, uh, you know, we got our smoothie bar up front and we got a lounge up there and we got our couple offices and it's just like you wouldn't know it. Mm -hmm. uh, you you'd go around the corner and then it opens up and you got this, this huge gym back there. But then this around 2015, I remember specifically in about uh, somewhere around June, I got Russell Brunson's book, uh, .com Secrets, and I was reading it and I was like, you know what? This funnel game looks pretty cool. For, up until then, it was post on Facebook as much as possible, direct mail, and definitely email, okay, to get clients. And so we're talking about marketing now. And you were actually had moved to Texas. Texas. Yeah, you were working construction in uh, Texas with a buddy of yours, yeah. and you were out there, and you were doing good. And you called me one day, and you said, hey, man, um, they shut the project down. Oh, we quit. They, you, yeah, they went to change our agreement. Our, yeah, because our company uh, was, I mean, typical construction stuff, right? Like our company was out here. We, my buddy and I, it was a temporary project. So it was about 14 months 
front to back. So rather than us move full time to Texas, they they agreed they would just put us out there on the, the job. A rental, yeah. Yeah. And so we, we worked with them, set everything up, figured out, you know, the per diems, the living situation, what the pay was, what our responsibility. It was this big, long thing. Put everything together. We get out there, put our name on a lease. <laughs> Not even three weeks later, a company comes back and says, we're way over budget. We haven't even had, like had time on the job yet. There was a previous... Uh, person that was running it so um you know they're like well we're we're tight on funds we need to renegotiate the contract in order to keep you guys here at all yeah um they pulled like literally everything off of the plate they basically were just gonna pay us a salary and uh you had already moved up there we had just exactly i mean literally like uh, i've got a dog you know he was going to come out bjorn had a dog at the time he was going to come out we we put our name in a house we've got a house now cable bills i mean literally just established ourselves as renting all of this and they come to us and they're like oh well that's that's cool and on top of it we were saving the company eight grand a month on what they technically owed us with per diems and stuff we told them to wipe it put it back in the project so we did our due diligence saving the company money too and it wasn't good enough we we find out that the guy who was running the project before us essentially went large i mean we had 318 units to do mm-hmm. he bought material for way too many units at once so the material, we had the actual assets on the job. The money was already spent. They were forecasting for the rest of the build out, but they didn't. They weren't accounting for the, the material that was yeah. already on hand. Okay. So that's where the gap in, in funds were. Um, they, they gave us the option of, of staying on at, with just the salary. And for us, it wasn't, I mean, we literally took like a 50% pay cut overnight, boom, like just to be here, it was going to cost us mm-hmm. out insane amounts. And we're like, this isn't the agreement, not interested in doing it on those terms. So we quit. We left. We came home, came home jobless and homeless Yeah. in literally like 48 hours time. Yeah. You were driving and home. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was a big undertaking. We had just started the ball, you know, the process for the rentals and all that stuff. So we had to start backing out of this stuff and- so we get home. Yeah. I came to you and I said, hey, I know I, I'd shaved the beard at the time. Yep. That was the joke. Uh, you had said, you know, hey, if you shave the beard, I'll give you a job. <laughs> yep. And uh, you're like, all right. <laughs> well, the, the beard was gone by this time. When I moved back, uh, I had gotten rid of the beard. Uh, so, yeah, I jokingly came to you and said, hey, so the beard's gone. What do you have for me? <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, it was just time you, you threw me at the front desk, said, hey, you know, like it's not much, but at least it's a few bucks coming in the door. Yeah. So I think a week's worth of time at the front desk yeah. before we uh, we had a conversation of what was happening in the yeah, so the marketing world. Yeah, so exactly. So you were at the front desk answering calls, scheduling people, making smoothies, doing the front desk concierge stuff. And I'm in the front office where Zach is, you is now and I'm up there and I'm like learning funnels and I'm they're working really, yeah. really, <laughs> really well. And I was running um, like three week, you know, boot camp challenges and all kinds of cool stuff uh, through funnels. And I was getting for Pulse for for his gym, for, for, yeah, yeah, for Pulse. And I was like, man, um, let me, because I was in the STS at the time. Mm-hmm. I had joined with Rick and, and Frank, and I had uh, I started telling everybody in that group on our Facebook group. It's like, hey guys, here's what I'm doing. Let me show you exactly what I'm doing, so you guys can do it too, because this is really cool stuff. And I started showing them, like I did some Zooms or something. Yeah. It was probably Skype at the time. So I was like, hey, guys, join Skype, and I'm going to show you because I'm teaching everybody how to do what I'm doing because I had no intentions of creating a company out of this. Mm-hmm. 
And Frank calls me after. He's like, hey, man, I'm not going to ever learn that. You just want to do that for me? I was like, <laughs> he's like, how much do you charge? I was like, uh, how about I do it for free? Because I have no idea if it's going to work for you. Yeah. You spend the money and I'll build the thing and let's see what happens. And it wasn't even a couple hours after we launched and we're starting to get sales. Oh, uh, I remember it was like, the first time I put Stripe on my phone and all. we were running all those campaigns. Guys, <laughs> if you think it's cool making money while you sleep, you should have been sitting in these offices when we had, you know, these guys run. Oh, man. So we started with Frank and then I, we did it. And I remember he got 1,600 leads and I think he made like 40 grand, you know, on the campaign. And he didn't pay me anything. And I think he spent five or $600 on Facebook, mm -hmm. made 40 grand. And I was like, cool, I guess that worked. And he's like, let's do it again. Let's do it again. He goes, instead of spending 500, let's spend 2,000. I was like, all right. So I did it again for free. We did it for him. I did it for Whitney. We did it for uh, Rod, Rod down Stewart. in Melbourne. Rod, yeah. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden it, it hit me like, everybody wants me to do this for them. I'm not really charging them. So let's like, let's like come up with a price. Um, and you weren't involved yet. You're right there on the edge. And I was like, hey, I think I'm going to need some help with this because there's a lot of people calling me and I can't do all these. Um, we're going to charge 500 bucks and, you know, maybe I'll pay you, uh, uh, like, like, let's get you out the front desk and maybe I'll pay you like 30 grand or something. Let's just, mm -hmm. let's just see where this thing goes. And you're like, cool, man, anything works. And that's right up your alley. Cause you're, yeah. you know, I was like, so I taught you click funnels from what I knew. And then you went off and learned more about it mm -hmm. and you took some course. I think we bought you some yeah. courses and overnight, like, and I'm not saying this just to say the word overnight. I'm saying overnight because literally the next day we got like 10 calls and then 20 calls. And then all of a sudden we're signing up people for 500 I'll never bucks. For our first month, this when I stepped into it, when we like I, literally, if you guys ever come to the office, I'll show you where we sat down. We're like, okay, what are we going to call this? Like you were talking about pulse. Like we yeah. wrote down every idea. I mean, we, we, it was six months. That was six months after this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we even decided to like make something official of it. Well, we were doing it. We had more demand than we had this the was, ability to create the business. This you know was what I mean? June, July of 2015. Yeah. And we, we uh, the first month that we started running funnels for other people, we had 34 clients that month. 34, we yeah. 34 simultaneous clients in a matter of a month. Mm -hmm. And we didn't do any marketing, by the way. You guys, Not this for was, ourselves. This was word of mouth. People were calling us, hey, hey, will you do the thing? And we would do it and we would get them 80 clients. They're them 100 clients. And when we say clients, guys, what I mean is these are not leads. These are people actually put their credit card in online, paid for the camp, for the for the program at that gym. Yeah, some some form of a low barrier trial. Yeah, exactly. Typically, nine, like we were crushing with the $97 price point on 21 days. Yep. And fast forward nine months, we had generated a million dollars. And that's when we got our um, ClickFunnels to Comic Club award the first time in nine months and it was chaos so we had to hire Alyssa. Mm -hmm. we hired my dad we hired my like five of my cousins my, <laughs> yeah. my cousins we hired my sister everybody i brought everybody i knew that i could trust into this company a profit and we grew profit from nothing an idea for one guy for frank nash to at our peak we had 87 simultaneous campaigns going on and we changed our model where we were making 50% of every sale. Uh, the gyms didn't care. 
we did a really low upfront. We did like a membership. It was like 250 bucks a month. And we were going to do five campaigns for you because we were banking on the sales. And the sales. We were yep. so confident what we were doing. We leveraged Infusionsoft. We leveraged abandoned cart campaigns and automation, even in 2015. Guys, $300,000 of that million dollars happened through automation five years ago. Yeah. Listen, if you're not coming to that workshop that's coming up, Yes. Imagine where you're going to be in five years. Yeah. Three hundred grand of a million dollars. Yep. Came from from automation. From automation is it from the abandoned cart? And that was think that of was, how much money you're leaving on the table. That was before text message automation. That was just email. Just email. So no voicemail broadcast. Nothing. It was just the bare bones. Yep. We were running campaigns, so we created this amazing company that were me and you were doing all the sales. You were doing a lot of the funnels. I was doing some of the funnels. I was doing a lot of the ads, and we had this team in place where we were just bank we. We, we, we were able to do 87 Facebook campaigns, funnel, like individual funnels, all within like a 30-day time crunch, yeah. and we would market it, and it would just be – like our phones, I could I have these notifications from uh, Infusionsoft every sale. It was scroll, scroll, oh, yeah. scroll. And at, then, at one point, I it would take me – I was in the seat in charge of launching the Facebook campaigns. Yeah. And we, our team would obviously monitor everything, but I would get them up and running – and, and uh, it would take me a full week's time. Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get to, into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week Profit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. To get so like sun up to sundown, just to get our, our entire launch done for our clients like yep. it was a ton because they were all you were like when we when we say our launch we were doing like a summer campaign mm-hmm. a january campaign spring and we would all they would all do the same campaign yeah so they'd start at one of pretty much one of three weeks you and, know and we one... would try to stagger them as best we could <laughs> and we were you know and that then i was like zach you're promoted <laughs> yeah. you're promoted there was another guy in that seat up there brent moore amazing in fact i want to have brent on this yeah. show yeah. when he gets in town brent moore was our fitness director mm-hmm. He actually got called by the Pentagon to go do some, he came out of military world, so he got government job. But uh, Zach, now that I had a a, a vacancy, I said, Zach, well, I interviewed. Well, yeah. Well, it was at him the time, and Mike. I mean, I was going to say, you had you had two candidates. And on paper, we like, we, we've, we've gone back to this. Like, Mike was probably the leading candidate if you took the 40,000 foot view, just from the interactions with clients. The, the per, like, he looked more hungry for the position. Yep. But then as we figured out, Zach has the the eye for business, not just an exceptional training. Yes. And so that's obviously why the right person ended up in the right seat. Yeah. And then, you know, Mike's no longer here. Sure. So so Zach was up at the front and then that's when I moved into this office back in the back. And it was <laughs> we were working out of my house. It was it was a lot of fun. I think was, I went through three Max in like we were blown through six months. We were blown through Max. <laughs> we still, we're still going through that struggle. I remember working out of a, the home office, mm-hmm. facing each other, and we were like, "Okay, uh, yeah, I'll, sit at the desk. I'm, I'll, I'll airdrop you the the image for that one." He would send me something back, and then we had the board, and we had this map oh, on the man. wall with all the all pins, the clients, yeah, all the pins in the wall. 
and this is funny we're talking about like the startup story if you go back to like the amazon you see that picture of uh jeff bezos garage or yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like that i feel like that's how we were because we were just sitting on top of each other pretty much just pounding we were arian was bringing us food we didn't we were just head down in the laptop all day just i remember specifically all right she's cooking dinner we we hit launch on the campaign and back then you would get approved pretty damn quick yeah yeah. and we were in the middle of dinner and the first sales would start coming in from the campaign we just launched just before dinner i mean it was a different world omira new york what? New York Sport and Fitness. New York Sport and Fitness. Uh, Heather, if you're listening, Heather, Heather Mayo. And you got, Heather, you know, you are still our top performing campaign we've ever run in the, the history of ProFit. As far as the low barrier. Yeah, the, the low barrier campaign. And to this day, neither me or Randy can figure out why you never ran another one with us. <laughs> we the, can't. Well, the, probably because they couldn't take it. I mean, right. Let's we want the hard numbers? Let's do the hard numbers. So in a matter of three weeks, mm-hmm. we had 220 sales at, at 97, $97 plus let's call it 1,000 leads. So many clients came into us. Like, who, who, who? We shut it down early. We had to. They they called us and they said, we, we planned for a three-week marketing campaign. I don't think we crossed past two before we had to pull the plug. Okay, so 100 sales per week mm-hmm. about. How many people can really take on 100 clients, much less 220 clients, all starting on the same day? And you know the best part? You know what our ad spend recommended at the time was? What was that? 400 bucks. Oh, God. We would have spent, we would have spent $400 over three weeks to acquire 220 paid participants. So what's that, what's that ROI? What did they make? So they get 200, what do we say, 220? 220 clients. So that's $22,000. 22000 in, in just over two weeks. And then plus all the conversions. At a $400 ad spend. Yeah. Mind-blowing. This is why. And then, Heather, you never ran another one. <laughs> we, we, we get... spoke, we, I spoke to her um, after that once. They were looking for more of that, but it was it was recently. Yeah, they wanted that. They wanted those results months, like a year or two later. Yeah, it's like it doesn't work that way. So, (laughs) so what's really cool and thing to take away maybe from this is that you take the opportunities when you can. You just take it because you run as hard as you can. Because I I saw the opportunity was there, and we just went for it. And you know, we were in the deep in the game. Uh, We joined Russell Brunson's inner circle. I got to know him really well. You got to know him well. We took all his trainings. We went to the meetings, and we we grew the business even further from there. We paid for other coaches. The Todd Brown, like here's the thing, guys. We're in the digital marketing realm, just like you're in the fitness realm. You have options on how where to look to grow your business. We had opportunity. We could have gone to, we could have just stuck with ClickFunnels. We could have used something other than Infusionsoft. We could have gone a million different avenues, but we saw the areas we needed to grow to make what we were doing better. And it was copywriting. Mm-hmm. We brought your sister. Positioning. In. Yeah, exactly. Who was a, a phenomenal copywriter. Brought her on. We And by went, the way, I don't know if you, I think you know this, that my sister, her first job out of college, went to U of A, was working for Disney, writing the trailers for the movies. Oh, and, I didn't know that's what, yeah, what she was doing for she was writing. Awesome. She was writing the one man <laughs> on a mission. <laughs> you know awesome. that voiceover? Yep. Who was the comedian that does it? Pablo Francisco that yeah, does the comedian? Yeah. yeah. One little tortilla boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she was writing the scripts for that. That's awesome. So she was a great copywriter. But she, I mean, she's worked for amazing companies. Disney, I think Microsoft, Toyota. Like there's some big, big brands that yeah. she's she's had her hand in. And uh, so we brought her on board. We we hired Todd. We went out to Florida. We met with Todd Brown. 
Yep. Well, learned under his his the methods that he was teaching when it came to acquiring clients, the conversation. Yep. Um, his E five, his camp method. I still have all of his materials. It's in all of our belief systems. And yep. When we 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 took it right back the we next invest. day. Yep. We went right back to our business. We changed some of the verbiage, some of the language. So the, the takeaways went to Thomas originally. Yeah. I went to Thomas originally and got the first consultant, and I and I found sought, sought help. Uh, obviously, that was a bad decision. Found Rick, changed the model. That was a great decision. Found Russell, did did all of his stuff. Found Todd, bought all of his stuff. And, and then we keep building and growing and changing it. So mm-hmm. like the model that Rick was running we started that way, but we've we've totally changed it since then and made it our own. Yeah, it's adapted and evolved, and it and, and unique. You know what I mean? Like yep. some of this is unique to you guys. It's not. It, there are things that you could change that mm-hmm. changes the experience to, to your demographic. So it's yours. Yep. Yep. And so, so with them, yeah, we we met Todd. He spoke at a the Funnel Live uh, event, mm-hmm. and we went to that. And I said, Todd, you're the guy I've been looking for. Shauna, you're the Shana, girl I'm yeah. look. I've been looking for, and I hired these people. Not not small money, you know. Russell was twenty five grand, Todd was twelve grand, Shauna was several grand, like you know, ten mm-hmm. grand, twelve grand. Uh, and it's just what we we see the value and we take action, and that's why we are able to be. Uh, where we're at today. So, so keep going on the, you know, we're doing funnels, the, they're starting to slowly decline in the, in the way that they're performing. Does the, mm-hmm. the $400 ad spend to generate $22,000 on the front end doesn't exist anymore? Not for that. No. Um, yeah. So, well, just to speak to that. So a couple things people ask us all the time, like I get calls every week for people that are looking for lead generation outsourced. They want somebody else to go do the job for them. Essentially what we were doing at that time. And the reason that that service doesn't work as, as the sole, you know, thing that we were doing anymore is the fact that, guys, you all know how competitive Facebook is for the fitness industry now. Mm-hmm. You could just, I mean, just every one of your competitors is running the same style of campaign, the same low barrier offers or these, this has become the norm. Not only that, but the cost per impression on Facebook has gone up roughly 25% per quarter since they introduced the advertising platform. So just to step on the field to play the game, 25% increase quarterly over the last f- almost five years. Yep, yep. So imagine that. Like They're just, squeezing it. I mean, yeah. yeah, that $400 ad spend is now how many times? Probably 20 eight, some, eight, yeah. eight, times, eight times more because if it was uh, every, every year is 100%. 100%. Over, so it's yeah. four or five years. That's five 500%. times. Yeah. So yeah, that's part of the reason why, you know, what, when I take a call with a, a, a gym owner that we worked with a year and a half ago, two years ago, and they're like, hey, c- can we go run those campaigns? And we said, no, not not that you're going to be happy with, not to the same way that you're experienced, because that, that cycle, that trend has kind of come and gone. You know, we, we expressed it 50 episodes ago with the, the six-week challenge. That was something. That is a... That's the hook. That's the offer. That's the shiny ball syndrome. The the more we can get you guys to look at the bigger picture, the the, the operations around that, the more you'll understand that this is going to come and go. But the systems and the the structure that you have for the business, that's where the the true growth is going to happen. You have to you have to pay attention and be able to run those things. Yep. But you can't put all your eggs in the basket and expect that to be the answer for continued growth. Right. And I would agree to that. And what we started doing 
probably about 18 months ago was like we started slowly phasing the funnels out. We were doing Facebook ads. We've we phased that out. And, the, and really the decision, there's two reasons why we decided to get out of Facebook advertising as a service. Uh, we still use it, by the way, for all of our stuff, but we don't do it for clients anymore for two reasons. Number one, we've worked with a lot of gyms, mm-hmm. a lot, and we can get you all the leads that your little heart desires. But if we did that for you a year ago and we come back one year later, you're in the same exact place that you were a year ago, still struggling, still looking for more leads. We figured out really quickly, this isn't solving the problem. Yeah. The lead, it, and it was hard because that's, I mean. this Because exactly, if we wanted to stay in the game, we would have as many clients as we'd ever, mm-hmm. our, our, our little hearts would desire, but we don't believe in that is the reason to, that you're going to succeed. That was one reason. The other reason was we were really damn good at it. Like yeah. really freaking good at Facebook ads. But with every 20 year old in their basement taking a Facebook course now becomes our competition. The the end user, and this might go back to what you're offering at your gym, thinks we're the same. Yes. So Tim, you're, you're charging two grand. This guy's gonna charge me $500. Well, you're, you're not, we're not the same brother. We're not the same. We're we're a lot better, but we couldn't explain that enough. Yeah, and we didn't want to compete with guys that are charging five hundred five hundred bucks. Uh, and it's just like your gym. Like if you're the same thing to the end user, they're going to go to the cheaper place. So if you offer fitness and they offer fitness and that's it, they're going to go to the nine dollar club over your three hundred dollar club. So we're like, you know what? We're not that anymore. Yeah. So we we take those calls and we push them off to other people. Uh, and those were the two main reasons. We don't want to compete with the 20 year old that doesn't know anything because you guys think we're the same as them because we're not. No. Uh, but we also d- didn't believe that this was going to help gym owners win. And that's the biggest thing. And that's what I meant by it. It was difficult because like you said, we, we could t- we could absolutely still have that offering and still do that service. But the it, the hard pill to swallow is the fact that like just because we can we can sell it to you guys doesn't mean it's the right decision for you. And for us to not have that service and not guide, guide you down that path, I mean, there's always going to be people that need that, and that's okay. There are people that provide that for you. We believe our the value that we bring to the table is better spent teaching you guys true systems for growth, the stuff that's going to take you the, mm-hmm. the length, the stuff that's going to take your business to a million-dollar business, not what's going to work for the next month or two months. Right. So we made this big transition. We got rid of the Facebook ads as a service. We went into coaching hard and we started with Jeff Larish and, and, you know, transformed his business. And we looked at each other like, this is it. This Mm -hmm. is what we should be doing because look how great he is doing because of what we told him to do. Now, one of the things I would say that I'm really good at is, is I can identify the problem really quick. And a lot of times when you're in your gym, you're in there every day. You don't understand because you see it every day. Or it's like, I've always been doing it this way. I can see it. I can talk to you for an hour and I can find the problems really quick. When was the last time anybody had just a fresh set of eyes to look at their business? Right. Like uh, there's processes in ours that are probably lacking because nobody just calls somebody and says, hey, you know, can you just do a checkup on my business? Make sure that like, right. uh, do I need a supplement somewhere in here? Like. (laughs) You know so, what I mean? So we decided, like, let's be honest with ourselves. What we're doing, yeah, we, we're turning away business all the time for Facebook ads. We don't want to do them. We can't, we're not going to do them. 
Uh, but we looked at ourselves like this is this is the solution. The coaching is the solution. The automation is the solution that you need. That's what we've identified. It's not a lead problem. It's a business systems problem. That's why our coaching is so popular. That's why our automation, automation course yeah. is so popular. And if that's all we ever did, I am very confident that we can s save a lot of businesses and help people win. And that's really where our passion's at. Let's do this. Yeah, and that's exactly it. it it's financial freedom and time freedom. Like you for, can, the, for the end user. Yeah, for exactly. Yeah, I mean, just getting into business. Like the, you own a business. You own a business because you want to have something that's yours. You don't have to answer to somebody else. But the the benefit of regardless of your job or whatever it may be is you the accumulation of wealth leads to the ability to buy shit you want mm -hmm. and the ability to spend your time wherever the hell you want. Like if that's not your goal, don't buy the business. <laughs> be an employee yep. you get your you know all the rest of your time outside of your job but right. for those that want more the time and financial freedom this is the system that we that that's where our passions are that's where yep. we want to help people you know accelerate towards yep and that's, that's, and that's one of the biggest pieces and i'm not good at this is the mindset and that's what you do now randy is you teach the mindset of how to structure your day how to cut the negativity out how to focus on the you know the the positives and the affirmations and all that stuff and it works as is as, as kooky as it is in my <laughs> head i start practicing a little bit of this i don't do like i don't go deep into to the, the, depths. Yeah, to, sure. the to the meditation side mm -hmm. and stuff but every morning i've got that little app on my phone and i'll i'll hit the thing my message for the day and i'll i'll read it i'll think it and i'll say it and then like it's crazy the shit comes true it's just well, this weird I thing mean, like here's the thing like with, when it comes to mindset and it comes to personal growth and you know there is the the far end of the the woo woo you know spiritual yeah. side and, and there are avenue or there there are those people that take it that distance and that's perfectly fine um the thing that really interested me and and it got me into motion more so into mindset and personal growth is the other end of the spectrum. The business users, the CEOs at and the executives at Google, you know, reading uh, Stealing Fire. Mm -hmm. It's a great book, talks about the flow state, how to tap into that, how to utilize. Like that's the creative juices that flow that where ideas and inspirations that's and my, change. That was your, at your Starbucks. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You like when you when you sit down and you, you come out of it at the end, you're like what where, the hell just happened? What happened? You know? <laughs> and you have this amazing thing and you're like, oh my yeah, gosh, it's done. Yeah, it's it's easy to relate to sports, you know? Like you see Sean White do a perfect run. You're like, that that looked fluid. It looked effortless. It looked it and, is, and yeah. for him, he goes, I don't even know what the hell I just did. Like I just went out and did what I was supposed right. to do, and the subconscious takes over and boom, there you go. The numbers on the board are a reflection. That book talks about how our Navy SEALs, how the executives at, at Google how your average person, I mean, all of these people can tap into something like the flow state, which is a- Subconscious. Yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's an, a physical response of the body where your subconscious takes more control than your conscious and you're not actively thinking about what you need to do next. You just do, do it, it because yeah. you're, you're programmed. Yep. And that's what it is, it's programming. And so, you know, like your reticular activating device, it's a, it's a phenomenon in your brain where like, let's say you're going to look at a car, look to purchase a vehicle. The next day, Everybody's driving that freaking vehicle. Everybody didn't buy that vehicle in the last 24 hours. You've now raised your awareness. Yep. So now you're you're conscious of something different. Sure. This is like these phenomenons that happen have always really interested me because it's those that that you see the phenomenon, realize the benefit of it, and then can apply it in life that creates change and growth 
And so that's always in, interested me. Mm -hmm. um, the more people I've surrounded myself with in that successful individuals, the more I find out that daily routine is crucial, mm -hmm. that the stimuli that you're putting in your brain is crucial. The most successful people I know do not watch the news. They could care freaking less mm -hmm. about what's happening with, you know, the coronavirus right now, unless it's impacting their business or, you know, positioning or, you know, the politics or what Bernie said at the last debate or like yeah. none of that matters. Like, let's look at the me economy, not the economy. Let's look at my life and the things I need to change and cut out the bullshit, the fluff. Yeah. And that's what you're helping these. Gym, and that's exactly, gym, gym exactly do. it. It's in, in above all else. I'd say the number one thing that if we can help gym owner, and this is everybody, it's it's a little bit more discipline and taking action. Because you you said it earlier and I loved it. If you're going to fail, fail fast. Oh, yeah. Most people, they, they don't even have the opportunity to fail because they never take action towards winning or failing or success or failure. You never even They're get to the point. You, to exactly. You're, yeah. you're, you're, it's paralysis by analysis. You're stuck here. You're okay being comfortable and complacent because this doesn't suck. Yeah, the average. The average. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in future episodes here, right? But in order to do more and want more, or in order to, to, to have more, you need to do more. And that's scary. What if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work out? What if... Well, what if it does? <laughs> right, right. Like how often, like literally, if instead of every single time you had an irrational fear telling you not to move into, into action, you had an affirmation that told you you're capable of doing so, what is your programming going to do for you? Or what is your, your subconscious programming going to do for you? There's a power behind affirmations. There's a power behind structure. There's a power behind meditation. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just controlling what comes into your mind. I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza, he runs workshops, he does retreats, he does, he's a, a speaker, he's written a number of books, phenomenal. What he is studying is how your thoughts and your emotional state affects you at a, a, a cellular level. Okay, yeah, and so now, about that. Yeah, so now he's, he's showing with scientific evidence that we are the product of our thoughts and our beliefs. The, your body at a cellular level does not know the difference between running a race, raising your hand, feeling the win, you know, winning a race or winning an event, like yep. actually putting yourself in the, the situation where you just did it and you're winning. Now you're taking in all of the, the emotion of, of that actual win versus being able to close your eyes, visualize that win, apply the emotion to the level. Like literally you should have tears coming to your eyes if you visualize it yep. well enough. Your cells are going to react to the same way. It's pretty cool. It's phenomenal. But again, it comes back to taking something that might seem a little bit, you know, beyond or something like that, but making it usable in a daily step with action that's going to move the needle. So it's the same thing that when we look at our business. This needs to change because what you're doing isn't working. We do the same thing with the mind. You're on a path of this. It's because your, your results are this, 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 and this. Let's change the way you're looking at the situation. Let's look at it with a fresh set of eyes. Start doing this, 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 and this, and then look at the results. Hunter would be the, a great, you know, individual. Yeah. One yeah. of our another clients who who's who really grasped that and was able to really just crush throughout the coaching program. Yeah. So it's all built in there. So it's it all is. you know because that because that's that's not something you're going to get off the shelf per se unless you go out and seek it. But we built it into our coaching program because it's that important. That's why it's the first thing we talk about. Actually, in the coaching program, we do the decade in a day with me, and then they go right into mindset with you. And I talk to our clients every week. 
Yeah. I make sure I'm there as their accountability coach, as their sounding board, you know, like it's sometimes, you know, you talk about the business and the structure of the business and things like that. And we have a game plan for what they need to do in their business. Mm -hmm. But what happens, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours when they're, yeah, yeah, they're, or they're in their business and they're like, you know what, I'm trying to work on this, but I can't break away because, you know, somebody's coming into my office and doing this off. And so, you know, we teach structuring your day. So it helps you. Yeah. So that's the other thing that we're doing is, yeah, helping you get the stuff done. Exactly. We can put you, like, like you said, before the podcast was like everything you need's on Google. Yeah. But right. if somebody isn't holding you accountable, uh, you know, just like your clients that, you know, all the nutrition advice and all the training advice can be found on YouTube, but they're not doing it for a reason. It's because they're not being held accountable. And that's the, that's the one thing that kind of cracks me up consistently about the, the seats that we're in is every person that we talk to is a coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're a coach. When are you going to start treating your business? Like you, you, you expect your clients to treat their training. Like if you look at your business with the same lens, lens that yeah, that lens. your clients are looking at the the advice and the training and the the results that they're looking for, you need who do who do they get the results from? The coach. You in business, I don't care how successful you are, you need a coach. If you don't have a coach, you're leaving results on the table. Period. Period. I mean, look at them. Finance like athletes, top level athletes. They all have coaches. They have a performance coach. Mindset. They have a mindset coach. Financial. They have a financial coach. They have a, a social media coach. There's yeah, rules PR, about, PR, yeah, PR. PR co- I mean, PR coach. So what we're trying to tell you guys is hire us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah, how we got so deep into that yeah. one, but. But uh, I mean, great. You know, that's our story, right? And, and that was one of the things that our podcast coaches mentioned, <laughs> yeah. mentioned to us. If we're talking about coaches, we asked, you know, you know like we don't, we've never done podcasting. I mean, we're a hundred episodes deep. We could probably, we kind of know what we're doing now, but we're still, we don't know. We right? want to be, we, it's, it's the truth. We want to turn around and deliver greater result to you. How they, can we help you the greatest? And their coaches mentioned, you got to tell your story, guys. You, the people need to to know how this all came to be, not just where you're at today. And hopefully this episode gave you a little inside, a little snapshot of, of our lives and, and, you know, how we got all of a sudden to this, you know, podcast studio. And now you're hearing us in, in the car right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and hopefully that, that helps you guys. Hopefully you, you took something from it. Obviously there was a little couple nuggets of lessons in there, but really it was about the story and the journey. And, um, you know, we wanted to just tell you, we want to tell you it wasn't just this one day. It was a lot of crap in between, just like what you're going through right now. So mm-hmm. there you have it. There you have it. There you go. All right, guys. Great episode. Hopefully you take a lot from this. We'd love a, love a review, whatever you thought, just, just ping us, ping us, a, you know, Facebook, email, whatever. Um, if you're, you're interested in getting on a call, if you want to take this to the next level and you're ready to, to see what, you know, what the future holds for you and your business in 2020 and beyond, jump on a call, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. That'll be with Randy mm-hmm. and we'll, uh, there's a little form we have you fill out, jump on a call. Now that you know what we do and what we don't do is, you know, hopefully, you're not looking for Facebook ads, but uh, we can yeah, point yeah. you in the right direction <laughs> if we need to. Um, one thing I do want to mention too, this is something that Tim and I have been working on. I really want to drive home the fact that like we are in, we're in this seat, we're in our coaching seat. Ultimately, we are here to help you guys. That's why we do what we do. With our coaching program, we've, we've talked about pricing. We've talked about, you know, it, it's not that we're not the cheapest one out there. We have, we're working with a third party funder to help more people step into that realm. So if you're take action, guys, like get on a call, like if you're if you're curious at all, 
Just pick up the phone. Let's have a conversation. I'm not going to hard sell you on something that you're not. Because guess what? The day after you sign up, guess who gets to fulfill it? Me, us. us. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we don't run this big giant sales organization or- And pass you off to- you know, Exactly, right? It's not easy to get on a phone like, hey, cool, I got my commission check, which I don't, and then toss you to somebody who you have to go to go fulfill it. We are the people that you get to work with. We, You're going to start the process with us. We're going to finish the process with us, but we're yeah. here to help. So. Good point. Good point. Well, cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Hopefully, you're, you're having a great day. And uh, you know what? It's time to take action. If you want this business to be what you want it to be, and it's not where you want it now, jump on a call. pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. Get on with Randy. Until next episode, guys, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you have any questions that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you got to do is three simple things. Number one, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Number two, in that review, go ahead and leave us a question on anything you want us to answer. And number three, if you'd like us to give you a shout out, just go ahead and leave your handle right there in the review and we'll make sure to do that on the next episode. That's all. All you got to do then is then listen to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great. Bye.